Does, does everybody know what an asterisk is? So, an asterisk is something that uh, if you open up your iPhone and you go to the phone part, like you're going to dial it, on the bottom left corner is an asterisk. And that way you can get through the messages. But that's not the only thing or function that an asterisk has. It's like if you're using a hammer and a nail and you miss the nail and you hit your thumb and, and you may say something but if you were to write down what you were saying in symbols it would have an asterisk in it right and, and so there's another thing that asterisks are used for it, it's like Mark McGuire in the Major League Baseball hit more home runs than anybody one year. But they found out that he had used performance-enhancing drugs. So there's forever an asterisk by his name because maybe he didn't get it just right. So today we're going to talk about this symbol, the asterisk and what it has to do with our lives. You're probably thinking, well, what does it have to do with our lives? Well, I'll tell you. Because if you have somewhere in your life an asterisk by your name for something, you you got to get beyond it. Now, I may through this say asterisk, but I mean asterisk. And so this is a story about a couple of kings. And the Bible is just a couple of short verses about a couple of kings. One was really good. One was really bad. The bad one doesn't have an asterisk by his name, but the good one does. And it's in the book of 1 Kings 15. And here's how it starts. In the 18th year of the reign of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. Nebat was a guy that worked for and was in the court of King Solomon. And he had this son, Jeroboam. And Jeroboam was the king of the northern ten tribes of Israel. And his dad was Nebat. In the 18th year of the reign of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, Abijah became king of Judah. Those are the two tribes on the bottom. So I want you to look at the kings just for a moment. The first king of Israel was Saul. The second was David. The third was Solomon, Rehoboam, and Abijah. But Solomon had died and Rehoboam had taken over and Abijah was now the king. And it says in 1 Kings 15 verse 2 that he reigned in Jerusalem three years. Not too long for a king. His mother's name was Maacah, daughter of, it says Absalom, but it means Absalom. It's an alternative spelling. And it says that Abijah committed all the sins of his father had done before him. Rehoboam. And his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord as God as the heart of David, his forefather, 
So Abijah's father is Rehoboam, then there's Solomon, and then there's David. And so they say forefather, but they don't mean just like your grandfather. It can mean generations. And so he was not a king like King David. It says, this is what he says that he did. In 1 Kings 14, it says, They also set up for themselves high places, places to worship other gods, sacred stones and Asherah poles on every high hill under every spreading tree. These Asherah poles were for this god Asherah, a fertility god that they worshipped. And they put them up on high places. And many times they put them up on high places under trees. And sometimes they'd even carve the trees so they'd look like a shira. And they'd worship them. That's not all that this king Abijah did. There were even male shrine prostitutes in the land. And the people engaged in all of the detestable practices of the nations of the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. As Pastor Ramon was saying this morning, people just did what they wanted to do, and they did it how they wanted to do it and when they wanted to do it. But it says, nevertheless, for David's sake, the Lord his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by the raising of a son, succeeding him and making Jerusalem strong. They're talking about Jesus. And it says this, for David had done what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And he had not failed to keep any of the Lord's commandments all the days of his life. Here's this guy, David, king after Saul. Take away one of Saul's sons. He wasn't really the king. And this guy, David, did everything that was right All the days of his life. I don't know about you, but I can't say that. I I haven't done what was right in the eyes of the Lord all my life. Now, I've still got some life left. And then the next, you see, there's a hyphen here. All the days of his life. And this hyphen is in The scripture. What usually comes next? You've done everything right. All the days of your life. Hyphen. It's like. You did a great job picking up your room. But. You drove all the way there. Did a really good job. Until you got the ticket, I'm really proud of you, but I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know, there might be some buts in your life. The next part talks about what comes next? For David had done what was right in the eyes of the Lord, had not failed to keep any of the Lord's commandments all the days of his life, except in the case of Uriah the Hittite. Except for the case of Uriah the Hittite. So let's look at this whole scripture together now. 
For David had done what was right in the eyes of the Lord and not failed to keep any of the Lord's commandments all the days of his life, except in the case of Uriah the Hittite. Now, I put an asterisk there. That's my emphasis. The asterisk is not in the Bible, but it's implied. Let me ask you a question. Do you have an asterisk, an asterisk in your life somewhere? Is there a but or except in your life? You see, this guy, David, he was a shepherd boy. He was born in Bethlehem. He was the eighth son of a guy named Jesse. David is listed in the Bible in Matthew 1 as part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. If you remember, David is very well known for killing Goliath the giant. And he went to the battle. He heard Goliath. He didn't put on any of the armor. And he went out and faced Goliath and overcame him and killed him. David entered in to the king at the time, Saul. He entered into his service and played music for him and soothed him and took care of him. He was anointed the second king of Israel. This guy David did a lot. He was 15 years old when he was anointed to be king. And he waited another 15 years to be made king. He ruled not for three years like Abijah, but he ruled 40 years. He brought the ark that was stolen back to Jerusalem. He restored worship. And and the scripture says that Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his tens of thousands. Man, he was a mighty warrior with a mighty group of leaders, captors, captions, captains. He had commanders that worked for him. He danced in the streets when they brought the ark back. He was known as a man after God's own heart, a talented musician, and about 75 of the 150 psalms he wrote. One that endures today that everybody probably knows is the 23rd Psalm. Except in the case of Uriah the Hittite. Asterisk. David was the king. He's on top of his house. All his men, all his captains and commanders... Are fighting, but he's at home one evening on the top of his house, and he looks down and sees a woman at night bathing. You you can almost see where the asterisk is coming. You can hear it. He calls for her to be brought to his palace. They are together, and she gets pregnant. 
she comes back to the king and says, Hey, I'm pregnant. And so, what does he do? Well, at that point, the asterisk is like a, a font eight. You know? And so what he does is he calls back Uriah, one of his mighty men. Uriah is listed as one of his confidants, his bravest warriors. He's listed in the Bible as one of David's mighty men. He calls him back, hoping that what Uriah will do is stay at his house because he's just got back from the battle. But he doesn't. Uriah is so loyal, he sleeps outside the king's castle on the floor and doesn't go home. And David says, i got to get him to go home. The asterisk now is about a font 12. He brings him to the castle and gets him drunk. Go home. Stay with your wife. But he doesn't. So before he goes back to the battle, David writes a letter that Uriah carries. And Uriah carries it back to the front lines to the battle commander, Joab. And in that letter is written, put Uriah at the front of the line. At the fiercest place where the battle is. And when the battle comes, draw back. So that Uriah will be killed. The asterisk is much larger now. You can see. And of course, Joab does exactly what he says. He draws back and Uriah is killed. That's a big, big asterisk. It's now about a 40 font. The word comes back and David goes on with his life. Uriah's wife has a child that ends up dying. And later, God sends a prophet, Nathan, to talk to the king. Now, this is recorded in the Bible. It's written for everybody to see. All you got to do is go to the page. I would not want my asterisk written in the Bible. And so Nathan went to David, man to man. And he gave this story about this great guest came from out of town to visit the rich man. And there was a rich man and a poor man. And when the guest came to the rich man, the rich man wanted to give him food. And the rich man didn't want to go to his own flock that had thousands of sheep. What he did is he went to the poor man's flock and the poor man had one lamb. And the lamb came in and stayed in their house. The, the, the lamb 
ate his food, played with his children. And, and Nathan tells David he took the one lamb from the man, and that's all he had, and he killed it. And he fed it to his guest. And David said, that man should be put to death. Who is that? And Nathan said, it is you. You see, when we're confronted with the asterisk in our lives, they don't feel good. They don't look good. Except for the case of Uriah the Hittite. But look, we can get beyond the asterisk. We can move past it. We all have an asterisk somewhere in our lives. I mean, the main point is we've all had them. We've all got them. Maybe they aren't a 40 font. Maybe they're a 14. Or maybe they're 11, like in an email. But they're there. And, and you know, the bottom line is you cannot erase your asterisk. But you can overcome it. If you want to. Some people want to carry their asterisk in their pocket and pull it out and look at it and say, man, I'll never get over this. See, if David had an asterisk and overcame it, you can too. And here's why that's important. God promises to take those things that we've done and forget them as far as the east is from the west. But how do we do that? How do we, how do we get past that 40 font asterisk? When, when Nathan told David, you are the man, David didn't say, no, that wasn't me. Did, did anybody see us? How do you know it's my kid? How do you know I? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? You see, God knows. And what David said immediately after confronted was, I've sinned against God. Look, don't make this harder than it needs to be. Here's what Dave, David said in Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God. According to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. He said further in verse 4, Against you, you only have I sinned. I've done what is evil in your sight, and so you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. 
Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me, yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. And he said this, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. You don't have to write the 51st Psalm. You don't have to say all of this. All you got to do is pull out that asterisk and say, Yeah, God, I'm ready. I'm ready to get rid of this thing. It's tearing my pocket up. It's tearing my heart up. It's tearing my life up. It's just that simple. Let me ask you another question. You got any asterisks in your life that you want to unload? Because if you do, there's no better time than now. You don't have to stand up. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to do anything except this. We know the asterisks in our lives. Just confess them to God and move on. If you would, just bow your head for a minute and pray with me. And let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, you know each and every asterisk that we have. You know when they started. You know when they were a size 8. You knew when they grew to a size 48. Father, we've had them in our pocket, in our heart, in our soul, in our mind. And Father, we'd like to get rid of them. And just like David did, so simply, he, he did a confession. He said, I've sinned against God. He confessed. You see, he was talking to one man. Nathan. He wasn't in a church. He wasn't giving any tithes or offerings. You know, he wasn't wearing nice clothes. He, he was standing there confronted with his own self. And so if you're here today and you're saying, man, this, this asterisk, I'm, I want to get rid of it. I've just had enough of it. Then all you got to say is, okay, God, I've sinned. And, and I want to get rid of this asterisk that represents sin. I, I just want to let it go. If that's you today, all you got to do is say, God, forgive me of this. And what I want in place of this heavy, worn out asterisk I've been carrying all my life, I want to throw it away and I want you in my life. If that's you, all you've got to do is just say, God, I want you in my life. I want you today in my life. It's that simple. And if you've given your life to Christ and you say, man, I've been toting some stuff around, you can unload that today. See, I want you to go out of here today, and as you're listening, I want you to, when you turn it off today, I want you to say, I'm better today now than when I started. And that's yours through Jesus Christ. Dear God, I thank you those here that are present. I thank you for those that are watching online, Father, and I speak healing and wholeness into them. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. If you'd like prayer, we have people that will pray for you here. And uh, if not, just love the Lord today. Walk out of here knowing that God sent His Son for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hello. This is Pastor Louie. I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you. If you need any further information about the message or our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org.